Okay guys, welcome back to episode number 15. How are you guys doing? Amazing, happy fights. Well, this, this is a milestone, 15 episodes. You say that every single time. Every single no, time you say it's a milestone. I get, I, every, every, every new <laughs> episode, I'm, a just, must. I'm just amazed that we make it to another episode, so it's good. It's true. So all the listeners, I just wanted to point something out. I've been to the dentist today, so uh, the bottom side of my mouth is uh, it's still numb. It should wear off hopefully during this episode, but got a slight list. It's not gonna wear. And I got a drool, but it's all right. So yeah, just to let you know. Daniel, could we could we um could we take a could you take a selfie of what your face looks nah, nah, like nah, now? Nah, nah. Then we can post it as one of the posts when this it's episode right. comes out. It's right, it's it's, it's right, it's right, it's right. <laughs> All right cool. So this week's episode, we are going to be talking about what is holding us back. So what is stopping us from reaching our full potential? Yes. Um. So, I know we talked a few episodes ago about sort of surrounding yourself with the right team. So. This is a topic that's dear to P's heart because he's probably wondering what's holding the rest of us back. So we're going to discuss <laughs> that on this episode and then we'll move on to the book recommendation which will be taken by Pabilo this week. So let's get started and stay tuned. What, what do we think about this uh, intro song? What are we going to do with it? People like it. Yeah, yeah I like it. It's you know what's funny? Until we get sued. Feedback, the most common feedback I get about the song is that people think it's Olu rapping. <laughs> Yo, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. <laughs> Sign me, bro. I've received that from four people. And at first I was like, no, nah, it doesn't sound like Olu at all. But I think it's because, because you're normally doing the intro, Olu. Mm. If you listen and it carries through, it sounds a little bit similar. But it's just funny. It's a funny observation. Yeah, I don't want to get sued. So, yeah, we'll move. So, why don't we get started on the topic? So, what's holding you back? So, P, man. Potential. Why are you not reaching your potential? Well, why don't you kick it off for us? I want to... I think, no, this this will be a good... This would be a really good discussion for us because I think it's going to be quite therapeutic. We're going to tap into each other's minds and really understand, have an honest discussion around what do you think is actually holding you back from reaching your potential and share with ourselves here on the call, but also the listeners, um, what's, what conversations have you been having with yourself around why you're not taking the jump, the leap? Mm. Um, yeah. So, well, what, uh, let's, let's actually start with what do you think your potential looks like? I feel like I'm living my potential. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you weren't expecting hey, that. You I weren't mean, expecting... With, 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 with your chest, the way it's looking like today... <laughs> <laughs> He's living, living his gym potential for sure. <laughs> no, but do you honestly feel that way? Like, I think... So I'm, I'm mixed on this, yeah? Because there's certain aspects of life that you feel like you're not living your full potential. But then I always say that you've also got to be careful not to be constantly ungrateful in terms of where you are and be hard on yourself to a point where you say, you know what, I'm not living my potential. Because you can never know. If things have gone a totally different way, you might not be where you are right now. So it's a tough one where you say, are you reaching your potential? I think, yes, but I understand life is a journey that you should always strive and continue to grow. Because I can't be like, if I look at primary school, secondary school, 
things could have turned out completely different, you know? So yeah. I feel like I'm somewhere on my reach of my potential. Do I still have more capacity? Yes. That's about life. You continuously grow. But it'll be good to see what you guys' views are and how you guys think. So, so make, yeah, so I guess we can also perhaps focus it when it comes in particular for you, which areas do you feel that you're not reaching your potential? Hmm. I think that's that's more kind of what I want to have a discussion around. And yeah, yeah. Because I think for me personally, I feel like there's, I feel like I've always got this feeling that I can always be doing more. Hmm. Yeah. Even though it's not to the point where it's like I'm being hard on myself, like, oh, why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing that? But I always feel like there's still capacity within myself that I can do more. So I think the probably the biggest thing that holds me back is once you realize that everything else around you, resources, all of this is basically just excuses. The, the main thing that holds people back is basically themselves. Hmm. So once you once you take that decision, then you can do pretty much anything that you want building on your strengths. I think it's something that we spoke about a few episodes back. But for me, I feel like there's always more that I can do. But exactly how Oli was saying is trying to find that fine balance between knowing you can do more and having something to chase while also enjoying where you are now, while also looking back at the same time and seeing the progress of the journey as well. Mm. So trying to balance those three areas is, is basically, for me personally, is the, is the best spot to be in. Mm. Do, you think, do you think you know what your potential looks like? I mean, do you think you visualize it? Do you think you can see it? I visualize what a great life for me would look like. Um, like I have my affirmations of what things will happen and I have long-term goals where I want to, like the direction I want to move towards. So I think this already gives me a picture of where I want to go and what my potential could be. Mm. But is there even more? And I think this also comes down to maybe a topic that we spoke about a few episodes back. How big are your goals? I think Grant Cordone talks about this whole 10xing thing. Yeah. And outcomes. And sometimes, I've been thinking about this actually the last, maybe the last six months. Are the goals that I'm setting myself even big enough anymore? Maybe I need to really stretch myself to a completely different realm, exactly to your point, P, to to see if my potential is maybe something even bigger than what I'm seeing for myself now. So, yeah. what's, and I think that's it's tough. Yeah, yeah, my thinking, my P, thinking, I think that's the question there. about yeah. like when you. That's a tough question when you say what does your potential look like? So I want to understand what you mean, yeah, if you go deep in that. Um, so basically, I'm saying, have you... I mean, obviously, we all look at ourselves. We, we give ourselves a, self, a self-assessment. But mm. at some point, you must say to yourself, based on my experiences, based on what I've done in the past, based on perhaps where I've come from, what my parents have done, mm. I think my potential is in this arena. And, mm. and given my skill set today and my energy, I can take this arena to the next level that's it's kind of like a, a backwards journey to understand where you're coming from mm. and then using that to propel yourself forward because i don't think and it could be i don't think your what your potential looks like is maybe too far off different than what you've already done already in your life it's just perhaps more of it so that's yeah. kind of why i asked have you have you have you perhaps visualized what it could look like Mm-mm. and if so how did you get to that point mm. Yeah, I think it's a tough one because it's tough to always... I think you can always tell if you're reaching your potential in a specific area. So, like, let's say, for example, work. You can look at yourself and say, okay, am I truly reaching my full potential in what I'm doing? 
in terms of my capacity, my growth, etc. But then you can turn around and say, hey, I'm happy not to reach my potential in, let's say, work, but use that energy, per se, in a specific, in another area. So you can see outside of work, I'm reaching my potential, like this mm. podcast or some entrepreneurial stuff that you're doing outside of work. Mm. So it's like having that fine balance of where your potential truly lies. Mm. And I, I guess the question is, is it potential or are we talking about vision? A potential. Or, I'm talking about yeah. your, your potential. And and I want to, I want to just quickly interject because um, what you spoke about in the beginning, I actually think all four of us, we believe in our own right that we've actually come very far in our mm. own in our own lane, right? Because you spoke about if I think if I look at primary school, if I look at secondary school, things could have gone a lot um, different. And so this is this reason why this is such an important topic for me is because if we look at where we are today and we we've come so far and we have you can you honestly put your hand up and say I've done everything I can do. There's so much more left in your tank, Olu. There's so much more in Daniel's tank, in Shuel's tank. And so if you've got this far mm. just by scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. What can you then do if you then say I'm going to make a real conscious effort to really put my everything I have to get to that point? And so it could be more of what you're doing today, but just on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. So I actually think a lot of where we are today is more of a justification that you are not at your full potential. I mean, cl- clearly not. But it's like if I why got did you say it like that? Like clearly not. Like... Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Like Vance trying to said, clearly no, not. Because, <laughs> because, so I agree with you in the sense of you have to live in, you have to be more present. So hmm. I'm very, we're very grateful where, where we are and what we have, right? And and that's what drives my happiness and fulfillment. But then I also say to myself in the same conversation, look where, look where you've been able to come just by, just by trying a little bit. So what happens when you really, really, really commit? What does that look like? Hmm. Daniel, what do you think? Well, uh, don't take my silence as being, you know, without productivity. I've just been listening to what you've been saying yeah. and hoping that my mouth would, uh, I'll get sensation back. But... Daniel, what did my mouth do? It's about a few things. So when we talk about potential, the text, you know, a dictionary uh, definition would be having or showing the capacity to develop into something in the future or latent qualities or abilities that may be developed and lead to future successes or usefulness. But going back to your first initial point about what is stopping us and prohibiting us from reaching our potential, when this topic was shared, I thought about what are the things that limit us from reaching our potential. So I did the reverse. Okay. And to me, it boils, I, I categorize it into three things. There are many things, but I just thought there were three fundamental things that I wanted to share. The first was the fear of the unknown. And that comes down to, we hold on to this fallacy of, or the illusion that we can control, the illusion mm. that we can control things. So we think we have peace of mind because we can control how we feel, what we do. So having a nine to five, that is unknown. We're okay for that. Or many of us may be happy with that, to do that for a number of years. And I'm not trying to judge or bring anyone down who's happy yeah. with that but it's because you're comfortable and it's not unknown. It's the known, it's the norm to you. Mm. It feels predictable and it's manageable. You become familiar with it and it's fine. Yeah. The second thing was the fear of failure. Mm. And many of us 
are afraid to fail. And we spoke about it in the goal setting episode, I believe. And we're talking about, you know, take failure, don't take failures, failure, take it as an experience or propelling you forward. Mm. But an article I read today actually wasn't actually for that. It wasn't romanticizing failure and saying, you know, it's okay to fail, it's okay to fail, fail fast, fail often. But in the fact of sometimes it might sting for a bit, but failure is only a positive thing when you progress and move forward from that particular failing point or event. So don't always feel like, yeah, it's all right to fail. It's okay to fail if you pick yourself up, dust yourself off and move forward and progress. But until you do that, it's still have to use it. Yeah, yeah it's still use it. Yeah. And something Sherrod mentioned was, so back on failures now, fear of failure. What if I succeed? But what if I don't succeed? Especially when you're emotionally invested into something, it can hurt a lot more. Mm-hmm. And also excuses. We can say it's not the right time. And I've I've I've, I've fallen guilty of this on many occasions, and yeah, I'm not afraid yeah. to put my hand up. You know, I'm not ready. It's not the right time. I'm not good enough. I'm too I'm too yeah, young yeah. or I'm for this. I don't have enough money, Boom. time, or experience. It's too hard. Hey. It's too long. I may do it wrong. People laugh at me or what? Hey. So on and so forth. I and... am about to shed a tear. That third one <laughs> is the one. That's the one. Which one? Which one? The one you mentioned. The excuses. Oh, it's excuses. like the... yeah. that. Oh God! Continue. Yeah, continue. So. so that's the third category that is we are all victim and guilty of giving excuses in many facets of our life. Even when we go to somewhere and we're late. Oh yeah, so I'm late, there was traffic. But we all knew we could have left ten minutes earlier. <laughs> we could have left ten minutes earlier. Yeah. But but, but Daniel, just just on just on that, yeah. share can you share with us like one of the conversations that you have with yourself, especially on that last one? Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, I can tell you that's point sound... blank. Yeah, point blank. So there are some things I've wanted to do in the last couple of months and I've been discussing with my, my wife about them. Mm. And when I break it down, it's, it's me saying I don't have enough time. So I, I give the excuse of I leave home, I wake up at, you know, before six, I leave home about 20 to seven. I'm not home till 7.30 on the normal day. So that's more than 12 hours out of the house. Mm. I then say I want to, some downtime just to chill and relax, just to unwind from work because I've just got home. But then before I know it, I'm not someone who stays up till crazy hours in the night. I like to go to bed relatively early, or, you know, to some degree, or maybe watch football. So I say to them, the excuse I'm, I've given is I don't have enough time to do it. I don't have enough time to devote myself to this particular project or endeavour. But really and truly, is it that I don't have enough time or is it that I don't want it that much? I don't want it. Because you'll make time. You'll make time for yeah. anything that you want. Yeah, anything you care, you'll, yeah. anything you care about or anything you want to do, you'll make time. Mm-hmm. So that's an excuse and it comes down to the weekend. Okay, I've got a busy, hectic weekend. I get the excuse if I don't have enough time. But that's something I've recognised, I've assessed, I've, you know, spoken out about it and trying to now, okay, how can I then make time or create time or sacrifice time and other things that maybe for a short term give me a better long-term gain? Yeah. And the the last thing I wanted to say is when we're talking about potential and it's how we realise and reach our potential, it's not always us necessarily recognizing that sometimes you need someone who's close to you and, identify and pinpoint things you know you're good at this why have you thought about taking this further mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. have you so some even a work in a work arena is like oh you know you're showing a, a natural proclivity to be doing this well maybe we can put you on this project and by that and by you doing it and enjoying it it then you start to go on that trajectory of reaching a full potential mm-hmm. or if it's in your personal life you know, you, you might be someone who's able to break complex things down into simple ideas 
and give training on basic things to people that you are passionate about. So, so Daniel, just on that point, because what you just said is, I'm sitting there really thinking it through. Is it safe to say that we shouldn't be the ones to assess our potential and how far we've come? The world should do that for us. The universe should say it. We, we we do have some we do have responsibility and ownership to, to to do it to some degree because whether someone realizes your potential or not that's good but unless you action it it's still pointless and unless you put the work in it's pointless and I even today an example was my brother messaged me said oh he said oh you know you're gonna there's a there's a wedding you're gonna do photography and immediately I started thinking in my head what are my excuses excuses yeah, excuses. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, 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 the other, the other this, this applies to all of us plus many more is how how do we get closer towards that potential when you're comfortable mm. because your, your surroundings and everything that you're doing says why would you take further risk why why you've already got to a position where this is what people work mm. their entire lives to get so you 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 have it now why why push on more why so it's 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 combating that comfortability piece as well. Mm. I think it's having that confidence as well in yourself. You know what you were saying about Nipsey Hussle, that bet on yourself philosophy. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 realizing that okay, maybe I'm not so comfortable moving in a particular direction. But if everyone's telling me or giving me signs, or the universe is giving me signs, then why not just take a shot? Yeah, I think the the key thing is that first element you mentioned about the belief in yourself, because mm. if even if someone sees your potential. You need to have a certain level and sometimes the word arrogance can have a negative connotation but you you see like certain most of the people that are successful have that sort of arrogance um arrogant trait where it's like no matter what i'm going to succeed it's just a matter mm. of time you need to have that mentality that because there's going to be forget even people see your potential Olu, Olu, the thing there's going to be people that don't see your potential and you're going to have to say you know what i can still do this but go on yeah what were you saying Olu, but you believe that yeah yeah but but that doesn't work. I think it does. Because I don't think that's way. the problem. Because like I said, there's, there's many elements. So that's okay. the first element, which okay. you can't achieve your potential unless you have that first aspect. So then the question is, oh, what's holding us back? So it's got nothing to do with that. Yeah. Mm. Because I think mm. everyone on this call has that certain level of confidence. Of belief. I, I think what's held us back, if I'm honest, is the level of comfort. I think that's being one thing that's... Because there's, there's... Joining the corporate world at an early age is a double-edged sword in terms of one it accelerates your career and gets you in that corporate world but then they pay your salary that you start to have a reliance on that salary where you're like okay i'm afraid if i jump out and do this what if i don't make my base salary will i be able to afford all these investments that i'm doing all these other stuff that i'm doing i honestly feel like the biggest thing that's holding me back personally is the comfort that's been created and the fear factor of whatever I do, will it be able to match your base salary at least? At least my base salary for yeah. me to feel comfortable to move on. I think that's my biggest thing that's holding me back. But it's it's funny, it's funny you say that because I have a, a friend and I always use this uh I always use her as an example because what she did was not only bold and brave but encouraging. And she left the corporate life about two, three years ago. Um, of course, had enough savings to sustain, etc. But started doing something different, and it was down the creative route via Instagram and so on and so forth. And she's put in countless of hours, a lot of hard work, and I caught up with her over the weekend. And we always, you know, we catch up every couple of months. And to see where she is now 
it's great. And for anyone who sees what she's done now, you think, oh, wow, it seems so easy. But you don't know the countless hours that she mm. put in behind the scenes, the mm. late nights and all the work that went into it. And she was sharing some numbers about, you know, at times where how much she was making a month compared to, and, you know, it's up and down. But she stuck at it and she is sticking at it and she's done very well for herself and doing many things and whatnot. But it just goes to show unless you're really committed, you won't succeed or yeah. unless you're relying on something, you're not going to, you're not, unless you jump out the boat, you're not know if you're going to swim or you might actually might drown. But like what's all you're saying <laughs> is, you know, if you're so reliant on, uh, on a steady, um, frequent income, you're always going to have that unless you quit your job. That's when mm. you, you really are tested. You know what? You know what we should do. No, no, I'm not doing this thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 don't You know what we should do. I tell you what. I tell you what. No, I tell you what though. We can think about it, right? But let's explore the idea. All money in. Let's explore the idea. All four of us, same time. Wait, wait, wait. How about? How about? Wait, wait. Wait, wait. Let me finish. I'm finishing it. Let me finish. I'm, I'm, I'm committed about getting to reaching our potential. Hear me out. <laughs> all four of us at the same time. At some stage soon. We all okay. okay, why don't we just, why, why why don't we all put our money in together for a business venture? I'm down uh, for that. That's easy. that's that's but that's again that's in our comfort. Yeah, not yeah, really. Go ahead. We put our jobs, put our money in four of us is what I'm saying. Oh quit the job and put our money in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm down. You say you're down now until you come back like like we did uh, when we first started the podcast. <laughs> All frustrated. <laughs> right, so let's, let's draft these resignation letters and see what time it is, innit? <laughs> let's see what time. But let me ask a question. As I said that, as I said that, how did you guys feel? Um, the, the response is that no, no, I'm not. No, it's not. I'm not doing it. No, just honestly. But how did yeah, you feel? How did you feel when when we, when we... <laughs> his face says it will look? <laughs> I would have been like, unless I need. The thing is, for me to do that, I need a plan. I, for me, it doesn't. For me, for me, it wouldn't make sense. starts as soon as you quit. No, but for me, for me it, it would. I would, to be honest, I'd love to be in the position where I had an idea, either individually or collectively as a group, or something. Some go all in into it, and then not have to be reliant on a corporate income. I would love that. But do do I think personally that I'm the type of person that would give up on that without having any remote idea on what else I'm going to do? On that day one of unemployment, I, I wouldn't personally do. I wouldn't take that risk. No. Don't worry, P would be a sugar daddy. He's got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting. No, it's interesting. It's interesting. What mm. would you? Yeah, what would you do, P? This is this is my excuse. This is what I turn around and say. <laughs> I'm married. I, I'm, wait, wait. No, no, no. No, I'm married. No, no, no. Lauren's got me. She's ride or die. Whatever. <laughs> but what I'm saying to you, that's she's put not that my excuse. Test. Put that to the test. Yeah, but what <laughs> oh, just, no, no, no. Our marriage has already been tested. Trust me. Trust me. Don't worry about that. We can live in a shed. We're broke. We're still. She's still with me. I hope. But let me. Just, I, no, I was thinking. As as I was thinking again, an excuse I'd make is, I'm I'm down for doing that, but I'm just setting myself up. So I'll do it eventually. You know. <laughs> but, it's, but again, it's it's. Um, I think of the three, of the four of us, Olu seems to be ready to go, boy. That's good. that's good. <laughs> inspiration yeah you know it's just i think shua mentioned you need to have a plan firstly but i also because also for the listeners yeah i would say because we don't want like all our listeners quitting their jobs 
they might not be able to afford the <laughs> Spotify or the, the, the iTunes. Buy a festival. festival. No, but I think the key thing is don't always feel like you need to quit your job and go into like reach your full potential. You can slowly, gradually get there in terms of doing something on the side where, like we talked about a few weeks ago, calculate what's the minimum you need to to um, be technically financially free. So as long as you hit that minimum, then leave and then be all in into your sort of your plan, your potential, whatever motivates you. But no, I think that's a it's a tough question. But so how do, how do, how do we develop that hunger that there are some people that they have a drive and a hunger as if they've lost it all? Because it's because it's of their vision. It's because they see the long term. They see the long term game and don't want to be wrapped into that. And sometimes before you start to get comfortable, you need to get yourself out. Because mm-hmm. once you get comfortable, it's hard to get yourself out. Yeah. So you're saying you're saying we lack vision. You're saying not 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 that lack vision, but some, it's the vision. Say the long long term. So it could be that like we lack vision, yeah. Like we lack true long term vision. Mm. It could be both. Because, because, because the thing is, the, re- the reality is, I know a lot of us we took a good game, and and for the most part, <laughs> I, we are progressive. No, but it's true. I, I'm really being honest and open. No, I'm laughing. Um, it's true. And 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 then and then so it's interesting to understand like do we really have drive hunger are we really committed to to the potential or is it just we talk it's all nice now but when I get off this podcast I'm like yo I'm chilling baby <laughs> back in because, peace, back because, in front of that TV for oh, exactly just chilling no I don't have a TV that's good you don't are you sure that's for another episode for real you got rid of I it. don't have I haven't had a TV for about three years. He's got a laptop though, so. Wait, but when I came, didn't oh, that was more than three years ago. Oh. Another episode. We can do that for another episode. Okay. That's actually yeah, good one. Right, anyways, so um, okay, so yeah, so but what about but I think, um? I think, you know, I think mm. you know this drive though, P. I think this drive comes when people realise what their strengths are and where they can go. And unless we're in a position where we're building from our strengths, do you think you'll ever really? Like, if I'm someone who doesn't actually know what my strengths are at all, like, I have no idea what I'm good at, what I'm bad at, I'm not going to move any direction at all. But I think if we're continuing to kind of be curious about different areas, learning about different things, moving towards areas where we get that kind of purpose, then that drive will naturally come. And I think some people are very fortunate. They get that drive a lot earlier in their life. They got, they've got that purpose. Maybe it's starting a business or it's whatever. But then if you get that matched up very early on, then it's very easy to just build from there. And I think a lot of other people, probably the majority of people, they don't actually ever find that purpose. So that's why it's very difficult for them to ever get that drive. Mm. Um, But I think... Yeah, go ahead, Daniel. I was going to say, it could could come down to simply them saying to themselves, what have I got to lose? Mm. And then when you you, you think, what have I got to lose? You just go for it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But Mm. you never know until you try. Yeah. And some people just are... In that mindset yeah. of just they're they're not they're not afraid of the unknown. In fact, that's what excites them. The fact that they don't know what's going to be like in a year's time is what gives that that insatiable hunger to mm. f- go out and find out and discover. <laughs> so that's, a, that's a great point. But just seeing you do that with the side of your mouth loose, just... <laughs> all that dribbling, all that dribbling taking place. <laughs> nah, so it's crazy because I don't think. Yeah, Olu's, Olu's, like pon- that... Olu's really pondering, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man. It's not because this is a, it's a, it's an important topic. Because I just feel like it's that comfort aspect of it. It's, 
Because I honestly believe by the look at that by the look at that chest cut and stomach. Because <laughs> <laughs> I honestly feel like each one of us, if it, if it felt like it was life and death, mm, here we go. We will actually be, we can achieve anything. Like and yeah. I don't even say that in an arrogant way, but I feel like there's so much that we've said that we're gonna do and we've been able to do it. And that was. Like, take us back to uni days when we said, okay, to get this corporate job or whatever, we needed to get a certain grade. No matter, nothing was stopping us from getting what we needed to get. Yeah. Yeah. We will be resourceful as possible. So I feel like there's an element of it where we need to feel uncomfortable again. Mm. Like, there's some element of it where you need to feel like, and maybe feeling uncomfortable can be, okay, I want to send my kids to private school. Mm. And me sitting down and calculating what that's going to be or how much that's going to be worth. And then then saying, okay, cool. (laughs) Can I pay for that currently? Okay. How do I go about doing it? Or maybe it's by saying, okay, I'm not happy in my job. And I don't feel like what I'm doing right now reaches or meets my potential. And then I might say, okay, I want to go into the public health or somewhere completely different that makes me happy or makes me feel like I'm actually reaching my full potential, what I put on this earth to do. Cause I'll be honest right now. That element, I don't think I am. I don't feel like I'm doing what I was put on this earth to do. Mm. Like but do you think you're moving? But do you think you're moving towards that direction? Yes and no. Okay. So, I think yes, based on what we're doing with this podcast. So this podcast, forget like I know I talk a lot about it, but this is what keeps me like keeps me up. This is what makes me excited excited to wake up in the morning for understanding, okay, we're doing this episode, we're thinking about this, okay, how we're going to continue growing, building, and inspiring people. That makes me passionate and makes That's me feel like I'm living my purpose. Do you know what's funny, Oli? I don't know if you've spoken about it, but especially on this work topic. So for me personally, so I've worked, with, I've worked in finance roles for the last seven years. Mm. And especially in the last two, in the last two years, I was thinking is this really what I personally want to do? Or is this building on my strengths? Mm. And whenever people around me that I worked with, more senior than me, would say to, be like, say to me, oh, sure, you, you seem to be a good communicator. You seem to build good relationships with people. Are you sure you want to do like a finance career? And at first I was thinking, are they saying that I'm bad at my job? Am I doing something wrong? <laughs> they, they were basically saying that, but you didn't, you didn't yeah, get that, the message. That was my <laughs> so my first reaction was like, no, 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 what? I'm, I'm, on, this, I'm on this P&L flex. Like, I'm cool. Like, I'm cool. <laughs> Let's let's the budget. No, I got it. I got a strap plan. Everything. Whatever you want. Five year plan. I've got it. But then when I really started to kind of reflect, and a big trigger point was seeing kind of my dad in in the hospital and seeing like, okay, life is actually pretty short. So you should you want to spend it doing what you enjoy, or at least trying to move towards that direction. I was kind of reflecting back, and I started to think, okay, maybe I can try something outside of finance, in an area where I can hopefully build on my strengths a bit more. But then after those two years, I was really umming and ahhing about it. But then once I just had that decision, one day I was like, screw it. I'm just going to try it for the next two years. I'll give it a shot. Worst case, if it doesn't work out, I can always come back. Upside is if I go towards a direction that I think personally I would enjoy, then my performance will be good. And any step back that I take because I've built up a good path in finance, I can catch up anyway because I'll have a more drive to perform behind Mm. it. So now that I've taken this decision in the last six months, now I'm in discussions about moving into a role in that space. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean that 
sales and marketing is what I want to do either. But then it at least opens up a new world to me where I can think, okay, is this really the path that works or the path that I want to move towards? That's why being the chief commercial officer of Take Flight Podcast also, <laughs> perfectly, <laughs> also perfectly aligns with that. No, but I think I think all, all it comes down to, and I think this is what I realized for me, I was giving myself an excuse. I was always saying, oh, finance is working good for me. I'm doing a good job. Um, I progressed really well in the last seven years. Why would I stop now? If I change, then I'm going to take one step, maybe even two step back. Mm. But then just taking that decision and taking that excuse off the table helped clear up a lot of this fogginess in my head. And now I'm raring to go. I tell Pavila all the time. So I think a lot of what we've mentioned, and I think this is what comes clearly across, is that we're not reaching our potential. Yeah. Mm. So what are some of the steps that we are going to take after this podcast to actually get closer to our potential? If you're going to go, if we're going to go as extreme as like P get rid of our TV, maybe (laughs) that might be one way, but what are we going to do? Like, I want us to leave this or podcast, leave this conversation really with something actionable. And I'm not saying that you need to hand in your resignation or like (laughs) you, you need to resign after this, but what, are we going to take away from this? Or do we even want people to take away so that we can get closer to our potential? But it's not even, it's just, it's an, I would say it's even making sure you're on the right path on the upward trajectory mm. on reaching that potential. Because really and truly, can potential ever be fully met? No, you need to yeah, chase okay, it from, from, a, yeah. Yeah, from a pure black and white standpoint you're right no, it can't be but it's it's, it's, it's you have to be on the path to be on, on the path too yeah, upward, on, and the upper, yeah, yeah. yeah on yeah. that route on the upper trajectory the Ooh. thing is it's, it's a lot to do with some of the episodes that we've we, we have you know morning routines networking getting mm. having a mentor these are the components which help you progress and get you there but that's just like one particular layer i'm i'm thinking now what's I'm the deeper more personal to you yeah what's so the deeper layer yeah yeah so personal to you guys, what is the one thing you want to take away from this that you're going to say, you know, after this, I'm going to start doing I'm going to take, take a two hour nap. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason you, that's the reason you are where you are, bro. <laughs> you need to stop having those think, naps. No, I think, you know what? I think for me, when I, it has to be, it has to be, it's the excuses and the doubt. Because the thing about it, as crazy as it sounds, yeah, you will fight, you will sometimes, and, and we've all done it, right? You will use your own race as a reason why you're not going to uh, progress. Your own what? Your own race. Ah, okay, okay. Black and brown. I've never, and no, so, I never have. Never have. You've never had, you've never even no. had that? No, no. Never. It's crossed but my how, mind a couple. But in, but in what way would you use that, Pete? Like, you would basically, you're looking at the world and saying the chances of, the chances of us historically just succeeding mm. are always small. Like, for example, um, and so it's just it's just looking at the world, looking at the yeah. world, and looking looking at where we where we're represented. It's mm. it's not in it's not in these places where perhaps you see yourself, right? Mm. How many times when you when you're travelling on a plane, you're the only brown or black person? Mm. Uh, maybe it's a testament that you're doing well, or mm. and so. Um, but that's what I'm, it goes back. To the point I'm raising is that these excuses can be as crazy as that. So I, yeah. for me, and that's been true. And in certain honest, aspects, could be valid, but you never want to go with that sort of victim mentality or you don't want to always think of um 
what's holding you back. Otherwise, it can stop you from actually making any movements or self. One hundred percent. So or sometimes the, or it can be area, valid. Or, is, yeah, let's say is, let's say the area you grew up in. You say, well, I've actually come quite far, given where I've come from. That's an excuse because yeah. you're you're limiting then the further upside. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's like it's not it's everything like anything that that has anything connection to doubt, whether it's race, you know, um, um, like who you're with, where the area you're from, whatever it may be, because these are things that you have you talk to yourself about. You don't share it with. We're sharing mm. it now for the first time. Mm. But in the past few years, you say to yourself, "Nah, I'm not that good, you know. <laughs> I'm not really that good. No, seriously, I'm yeah. not good." And this is rubbish. So it's yeah. it's it's killing this doubt and killing these excuses. Mm. But I find it's like it's like two voices that are going on, and you have to catch yourself. Yeah. And destroy it because it, it is going to come up, mm. and it has come up, and 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 we haven't necessarily shared every single thought that we've 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 discussed with ourselves. But sometimes it's crazy talk. It's crazy mm. talk which is holding mm. us back. Yeah. No, I agree. I think for, on my side, it's just going to be consistency, man. Because mm. I think that's the big thing for me. Like, Oi. I've I've <laughs> seen what my vision and my purpose is. And a lot of times, I'm just slow to action or not consistent with it. So I stop. Yeah. And then it's like, after a few... when I'm Because like you mentioned, Daniel, it's not... Um, purpose and potential is not like an end goal it's a journey so you're going to continuously you have to work towards it on a day-to-day basis and the only way you can work to is consistency so for me the big thing is and i want my friends and the people you guys to hold me accountable like okay cool like if i say episode two out bottom line bottom line before the end of this month, I'll drop another episode. Yeah, but does so, that? But the thing is, first of all, does that matter to you? Just because you, yes, it does. Take the reason it does, it does okay, matter cool. to me too, because there's other. <laughs> I think there's 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 four things I want to focus on in this year, and I'm just gonna try and be consistent with it, and focus towards it. So, right, the podcast, the podcast is one. Release mm-hmm. an episode every Friday. Yeah, if we're sick, if we're traveling, whatever, at least one episode every Friday. That's one even if it's just, even if it's just one of us. Yeah, even if it's just me on a mic, whatever, that's one. It's just, it's just Daniel with one side of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> second, second thing I really want to do is start um, doing more in terms of the bottom line. So motivating people, providing people with the tools to be financially free. So be more focused on that aspect of it. The other thing which I've kept kind of low, a few people know this, but is I want to write a children's book. So this mm. is something I've wanted to do and I've been yeah. talking about it for a long time. By the end of this year, I'm going to get that done. Mm. I, I read a lot of small books. I can give you some advice. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last thing is I'm contemplating seeing if it makes sense for me to do my MBA. So I've been talking about it like, uh, let me like, will my company sponsor me this and that? And I'm just like, <laughs> forget it. I'm going to do my GMAT which is the entry exam that you need to do for your MBA. I'm going to do it before the end of the year. So those are the four things that, and these are like more profession, prof, um, professional work-wise, not like love life and stuff like that. I'm not going to mention that with you guys. <laughs> but those are four things that I really, I put on my vision board for this year. And I want to make sure that I complete and consistent with it. So you guys hold me accountable. If one of the weeks you guys want to record and I'm like, oh, I can't, Remind, play this episode to me and say, "Hey, what were you were talking all the talk?" So, like, so, call so, me a so, so, just, just do that. Just do that bit as a snippet. Just do that bit as a snippet. So the whole world knows. So, so just quickly, I want to just touch on the point about about consistency. So, um, 
a few weeks ago, I was like in necessarily uh, in, in kind of like a down. Um, I was feeling sorry for myself, right? In, and and just I had to basically turn myself around. I was out of routine, and I was saying to myself, "Ah, oh, you know," because what's funny is when you're in a good routine, it compounds the right direction. When you're not in a routine, it also compounds the other direction. Mm. So it can take quite a long time to get back. And I actually said the key, the fun, the foundation before you actually have a good quality work sessions or good quality gym is just keep a consistent routine. Because let's say, for example, you say, okay, my routine is going to be, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning and I sleep at 10. Even if the activities in between that routine are not of high quality, most important thing is keep the routine. And over time, the quality of each session will get better. So I actually think one of the conclusions I made was, even if you're having rubbish days, Pete, just keep a routine. And, and don't just do it over two weeks because I'm, I'm, like I'm like the number one guy when it comes to a nice routine over two weeks, two and a half weeks. Mm. And then it just <laughs> fades away. Right? I'm talking, I said, I said to Lauren, I said, listen, I want this routine for the rest of my life, forever, mm. ever, ever, yeah. ever, right? And then whatever happens in that time, I hope to get better. But I think, I think ultimately that, that um, the routine is, is, is everything. It is, yeah. So it, it will, sure. that will help, I think, certainly get us there. But for me, it's the excuses. That's my thing. But I think it's also important to identify also the goals or directions or things that you want to do that you think it's what you want to do or you think that's what society wants you to do. But if you don't really have the passion or drive to work on it and you're just, letting, you're just leaving it as the last thing to do every time, then it rolls over to a month, then a quarter, to a year, then there may be an inherent reason somewhere in there of you delaying this, maybe because you don't have an interest in it, maybe it's because it's actually not aligned with what you really want to do. And I think it's just important and it's powerful as well to at those moments be like, do you know what, that thing that I wanted to do, actually effort, it's not a priority for me anymore. It doesn't make sense for me to do anymore. And you also can get a lot of power from that because if you can take that energy away from feeling guilty about not doing something, then you can apply that into some other avenue and then you're running again. So. You recently had an effort moment, didn't you? Oh, mate, I had a <laughs> solid effort moment. So, and it's funny, Oli, how you mentioned about the NBA. So, I, I that's something that this year in Q1, I was like, I want to get my GMAT done mm. this year because I've been holding it off for the last two years. And then I was thinking, okay, I want to do this move into a non-finance role. If I do that, then I'm already going to be two, three years behind. And um, if I want to do that, then do I take that switch and then even take another couple of years out to do an MBA at hopefully a good business school? to then what do I want to do after that? So for me, I wanted to just get an MBA because this is what I felt would be good for my brand, but there wasn't a goal afterwards. So mm -hmm. then I just kept kind of drumming into my mind, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do. And then in Q1, I did a few of the other things, but that was the one target of mine that I didn't get done. So it rolled into Q2. And what I realized as I was reflecting is I was starting to feel down about the lack of progress I was making on my GMAT and me feeling down on that was meaning that I was slowing down in other parts of my life. Even small things like having that routine that Pabila was mentioning, going to the gym, um, checking in with my brothers more, creating that mastermind group that I think we discussed with some of you guys about. All of these other things that I wasn't applying myself as much. So I had a moment, I think the other week, when I was flying back from Switzerland to London, and it just clicked in my head. I was like, do you know what? If it's not aligned with my goals of what I want in the long term, and I don't know beyond the brand what I will get out of it, then screw it. I'm going to completely take it out and I'm going to try and make it work with all the other avenues. Now, this is something that's kind of been boiling in my mind the last few months 
But then one again, it, once it comes down to that decision, and you know which other areas you want to focus on, then you get a lot of power from that as well. So for me personally, that also has helped prioritize and take the excuses mm. out of my thinking. For sure, because your purpose could change, and your vision can change. So you should exactly. be flexible to adapt. But you have to be careful that it's you being flexible because your purpose has changed and not an excuse. Exactly, that's exactly. And this, yeah, is that's that, a... this is that fine balance. Because I think the last year, I kept saying to myself, oh, this is an excuse. Like, I'm doing it because I just don't want to go through the process of going through the mm-hmm. exam and blah, blah, blah. Um, but for me, I just reflected and I just took that moment and thought, okay, screw it. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Power to people who want to. And I know a lot of people that are going through it that have already gone to business school as well. But for me, now that I've made that decision, it's so clear in my mind that I need to make everything else work that I'm going to have that purpose and drive even more behind it, especially if it's aligned with areas I have more of an interest in as well. Dope, dope. Daniel, what are you going to do? Mine would be excuses. I think that's the main one, but also focusing, prioritizing what I want to do. So the most important one. You know what? It just came to me now. (laughs) No, listen, listen, because obviously me and you share the same concern and the same issue. That's what we're going to do. Every excuse that we come up with from now to the day well, we Wait, wait, wait. Am I going to call you and you don't pick up and return my call? No, no, no. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. By, the way, nice. still wait, by the way, I'm still waiting for that return call. Be nice, be nice, be nice. Um, wow, three weeks we need, later, we, you still haven't received that call. What we, need, what, we need to do, what we need to do to really hold ourselves accountable is have some sort of consequence mechanism. Mm. So every time, yeah. every time that we... Give me, 20, give me 20 francs, yeah? Call it what it is. Like, let's say, for example, it's, it's money to charity, which is a great consequence. But after a while, you'll find yourself broke and you don't want to be giving yourself. <laughs> so the point I'm making is that what can we do? Yeah, that, because yeah. the, the excuses are not going to stop. But the point is, is that how do we minimize them and eventually yeah. eradicate them? Yeah, and yeah. one of the ways is saying, okay, every time, like maybe you do something with Melissa that you don't like doing, she loves doing. Something like that. But we've got to think it. We have to think about it. That's a good point. Yeah. I think you guys should come up with it and put it on the Instagram page what you're going to be doing in terms of the forfeit, the forfeit if you don't. If you make any excuses, I won't record an episode. <laughs> okay, the episode will go well, and then you won't be coming are back. You doing, <laughs> are you still doing your um, early morning wake up thing? One hundred percent. So is that is actually got better? What what time are you talking? So four thirty. All right, how about I do this? Because I want to try this. Right. But listen, guys, guys, you have to understand what I'm saying to you. This this early rising is the way. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to try this is after I come back from Bangladesh. Yeah. Okay. Is I want to wake up at least for 30 days at 430. What do you want to do? Let's do it. 430. Yeah. And then what we do is at 445, we call each other to make sure the other person is awake. And if the other person doesn't pick up, then doesn't pick up and say something that shows that they're tangibly awake. Then someone has to donate to tar- charity and do it for thirty days. So I can tell you this: one hundred percent, it's gonna work because because what happened? There was a time a few weeks ago, I said to Lauren, "I'm getting pissed off that I keep waking up at like seven thirty, eight o'clock when I want to wake up early, right? And and I'm just being lazy. Well, that's, I'm just that's late. Yeah, I know, I know, but I only live like five minutes from work, right? Oh. And so <laughs> and so, what I said to her, I said, "Listen to what I said to her. I said, real talk. If I don't wake up early in the morning, yeah, I don't love you." <laughs> From Monday, listen, listen. <laughs> From Monday to Friday, up without question. 
Why, so did, why not weekends then? Why not continue weekends? No, no, no. But that's what we're doing now. So this is so, so that was so, so I said to myself, babe, it's nothing to do with, it's nothing to there's there's nothing there's nothing holding me back. It's just perhaps it's just an excuse. It's just excuse. So I can yeah. I can easily do. It. And I, I used to bounce out of bed. I said, what? I love this girl. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I think I that's the key thing. That's the key thing. I think definitely do that. I think that's the key thing for you. Um, P and Daniel, no more excuses and we'll have a challenge for this month. And the great thing about it is, I think it's perfect timing because i got this great business plan for both of you. I need 5k. Wait, what do you mean wait? I don't want to hear any excuses. I need 5k from both of you. No questions asked. And I'll be sure to double that. I can get a better you, time. Tomorrow, I can get better. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're making excuses now. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Um, um, double that in what time? What time period are we talking? Now I'm playing. I don't want to hear any excuses. <laughs> no, don't. Um, sure, what we should do is let's run that experiment. And after yeah. the 30 days, we'll release an episode on why everyone should wake up at 4, 4.30. All right, done. I'm done. getting into it now. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. But, 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 but my early... My only... Uh, I don't want to hear it. My only remark to that oh. is... You wake up at four thirty, but are you productive from four thirty? That's the only thing. No, no, we'll no. find out. We'll find I'm out saying, when they do a recap. I'm not saying, we'll find out. I'm not saying, but, I'm not saying, but, but, but Daniel, do you, no, but do you reckon if you if you're waking up at four thirty and you wake up and you spend that time watching Netflix, do you know how pissed off I would be by the time I get to lunchtime? I'm going to be like, what am I doing? This goes back to the point I mentioned before, right? Which is first establish a routine you're never going to deviate from Monday to Sunday for the rest of your life. The, the, now. What I'm saying is this, you may wait, there are going to be days when you wake up and you are going to watch Netflix at 4.30 in the morning. You mm. are going to do that. But the point is that over time, you're going to get a lot better and use that time more efficiently. So it's going to happen. You're not, I'm, I'm always going to be productive from 4.30 till um, 7 and then I go to the gym. But the point is, is that every time the alarm goes off, I'm up because I know the value of that time period. And we can get into it after we've done a 30-day challenge. And actually, I just realized we're going to extend it to Daniel and Olu. It's all four of us, guys. Why? No, yeah, that, doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. What doesn't it make sense to? <laughs> What's all these excuses? No, 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 it's not that. This guy that doesn't make sense to me. It's, it's not. It's not that. It's not that I'm making an excuse. So what? I'm gonna wake up at what? Four thirty when it's five thirty your time or what? Five thirty. Five. What, how is it gonna work with the time difference? Okay, so oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, chill out, chill out. I got a solution, baby. I got a solution. Finish <laughs> the four thirty, yeah. and then we're gonna buzz you at five forty-five. What's up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. But that for me that's easy. I'm an early riser anyway. That's easy. I'll go for a run. Why are you complaining? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just making excuses even though it's <laughs> early riser. <laughs> no, that's dope. This has been the really open and honest conversation. I think we've definitely got some actions from this. Listeners, hold us accountable and we will hold each other accountable as well. You're only as strong as your team. So there's going to be a lot of follow-up conversation and podcasts from this. So I'm looking forward to it and I'm extremely excited. So, so passing it over to P <laughs> for the book recommendation. So what book are you going through this week? Picture so book? This, this... <laughs> <laughs> Which one? It's a very... No, it's not, look, it's not a short read. It's not bad. Um, but this one is a book called uh, Rest and it's... The title is Rest, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less by Alex Pang. Okay. 
You guys, you guys are ready? No. Can you read the title? No, can, you, can, can, you, can, can you say the title again, please? Yeah, it's rest. Why you get more done when you work less? Why you get more done when you work less? Okay. That's interesting. I'm, I'm just not convinced. No, no, no. Is it rest while you work? Wait, read it again. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, oh. The, the, the title, the, the title oh. of the book is rest. And the subtitle okay. is okay. Why you get more done yeah. when you work. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I was, I was you were saying rest when you get. <laughs> so, so, so I'll just basically I'll quote a few key points which I think are quite interesting, and then just just summarize some of the chapters, and actually turn the questions to you guys with regards to Are you doing this already? Why not? And if you are, what are the benefits? Um, so it's a lot to do with. Hang on, let me let me get this. All right, boom. So. One of the first things I picked out is that it says rest is not something that the world gives you. It's never been a gift. It's been something that you, it's not, it's never, it's never something you do when you're finished. If you want rest, you have to take it. So this, this book goes on to talk about a number of things, which is like walk, nap, stop, sleep, morning routine. It's all, it's all in there. So it's really geared towards health. And it poses a question around high performance are actually deliberately looking to take rest during their during their days, as opposed to the, the average person which has a five, six, seven hour nap or, or sleep and then works throughout the whole day and wonders why perhaps they tire out. Um, so it's like, do we consciously think about taking periods in our in our day, putting blocks on our calendar to actually take deliberate um, um, rest? So one of the things it says was, when we stop and rest properly, we're not paying tax on our creativity. We're investing in it. Rest is an essential component of good work. And this one I like is people don't just become world-class performers through deliberate practice. They also practice what you call deliberate rest. Mm. So do you guys um, think I'm about bad at rest? this, man. Mm, mm. I'm bad at this. I am bad at this. Yeah, I have a personal problem where when I rest, I feel guilty. Because yes. I feel like this is time that I can apply to something else. So I'm... Mm. Really, str- I'm really trying to get into a position where I can actually do nothing and enjoy it and switch off. And not feel guilty. Difficult. I find it challenging, yeah. Even on a Saturday, when I have one of those, what you class as a lazy Saturday, yeah. as soon as it hits like 8pm, I'm like, oh my day, it's like, how could I waste a day? Automatically, <laughs> you have that negative, you've wasted yeah, a whole yeah, day, yeah, yeah. versus looking at it as, oh wait, you were tired, you needed to recharge, you're going to perform better. I used to find it when I used to do my previous job, I would only have maybe four or five hours sleep. And then all of a sudden you're in meetings and you realize that you're losing your creativity. You're losing your critical thinking in a set element. And I find that I'm, I perform the best after I've had a good night's sleep. I can come in with a fresh set of ideas, mindset. So rest is a key thing, but I'm quiet. So it'll be good to understand what are some of the tactics or, like methods that they say in terms of getting rest and not feeling guilty, P. But how how was you able to rest? In what period, like what age or period was you at at the time? Was you working a nine to five? What, that I've been able to rest or that I haven't been? Oh, you're, you're referring to like the weekends. So the only time, yeah, weekend is the only time where I might have a Saturday where I'm like, oh, let me have a lazy day, which to be honest, I haven't had in a long time. And most of the time when I have that, I feel guilty. So it's been a long time since I've been able to get a good rest. some For me, which is quite kind of sad, I travel to get rest. <laughs> so I'll book a flight and go somewhere and not Seriously? be connected. Yeah. Sometimes when I go away, it's more to 
sightseeing, but also there's an element of it where it's like I want to rest. Yeah, one one actually one thing here actually it spoke it speaks about the four. It has a chapter called Four Hours, and the the idea here is is also when we talk about high performance and their deliberate practice. I think it's anchoring towards saying that it, throughout your day, ensure it or, or design it so that you actually have four hours of very high quality level of work. Um, and so you say may, you may do two hours in, in the morning and two hours in, in, in the afternoon. But this is really focused on what it is that you're trying to build your, your craft on. So, um, Well, Pete, do you think you're good at resting? Mm. Maybe he's very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Do I, no, no, no. I think, I think I don't. I think what it is is that we don't have a technique. Yeah. And this book doesn't. This book doesn't actually have like a technique in terms of recommending twenty minutes a day or thirty minutes a day. It just speaks on the importance of resting your mind and letting your brain cells repair. And it, but, but effectively, what it's leaning towards is saying that you are more, as Olu said it, you are more productive when you rest. And question, so, question, 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 quick question. How many days did you? How many? How long did it take you to read this book? So, uh, was the takeaway for this book how many days you read it for that you should rest? No, I'm <laughs> going to get into the next chapter. Okay, okay. I thought like I thought you read this book for a week, but, yeah, and it told but, you to rest. But, but what I was gonna what I was gonna say was is when people when you say rest, people naturally think of going to sleep. But I was even going to say sometimes exactly. resting, resting it could just be going up and going for a walk. I and work. that was, and that so was that's, it that's be going, the next chapter. Oh, okay. So I was go ahead. Say, go, go. I was like, what? <laughs> so it seems like we know what all this book is about by reading it. There's a few components. <laughs> no, go ahead, Andy. Go ahead. I was going to say even at work, you can take a rest rest break by going up, taking stretching legs, get extra into your head, mm. you know, go out for two, three minutes and then come back. Or oh. even if it's at home, some, you know, some people can do 15 hour power naps or half an hour. But it's sometimes just detaching yourself, going for a walk, taking the mind off of things, doing a different activity for a quick you know, period of time. You know then... what, Daniel, that makes a lot of sense. Because Daniel and I have got this, we've got an iWatch here, yeah, which shows you when the other person has worked out. And every lunchtime, yeah, I'm sitting at my desk here, yeah, and I get Daniel Johnson has just completed a workout. Basically, you're just walking around your office. <laughs> You no, just no, take a... no, don't, don't, don't try and mug me off. You know it's a work it was a run. It was five it was five kilometers on my lunch break. I didn't even try it. I don't I don't I don't track Olu, indoor. you need to you need to add me as well on this and Daniel I need to add you. Oh, That'd be good I'll to track stop, I can I'm doing a five um five day uh, challenge with a friend. I can add you maybe Yeah, maybe add both of us all, on it. Yeah. Do do one. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, so, so what other what other stuff? No, it just it just speaks on so so walk, if those, like Daniel, you hit it on your head, it's not necessarily just napping, but walking is also a form of, of, of resting. It speaks around a lot of high executive CEOs that also walk uh, during the, like after meetings, for example. So I actually tried it um, after reading this and actually what I find, it's a great, first of all, like solitude and also exercise. So it gives you like when, especially when there's moments where on your, your desk or whatever you're doing is like high pressurized situations, going for a walk, after a particular meeting or just before is a really great way of just collecting your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and you tend to go back a, a bit more charged. So it, it definitely does make a difference. One thing it mentioned here is that for both men writing, oh, because what it says is Beethoven carried paper and pencil on his long walks. So, right. so for both men, writing while walking let, lets them outline one idea, then put it safely aside and release their minds again to wander. So 
it's um it's yeah it's, it's it certainly has helped when i've tried it um, um a that's, number of times throughout the day that's funny you say that because my dad walks around with a moleskin he has a moleskin a and pen a moleskin it's like a little like a small notepad kind of journal so why didn't you just say notepad because it's called Mosque. It's called Mosque. <laughs> anyway, and I, I got, I got from that. I got one, and you just use it anytime things come to mind. Just write it down. Just write it down. So any suggestion, any thoughts that come to your mind, I don't necessarily always use mine, but I use my, I use notes on my phone and just write things down that come to me randomly, and I like it because obviously it will have the time and date stamp um, attached to it. So, Pete, apart from sort of the two concepts, was there anything so, after reading so, this? This this is the one I'm gonna I'm gonna bring on. Um, yeah. The one chapter it has is called "Stop." Okay. So one of the things it says was, and I actually was thinking, how does this make any sense? But what it basically says, a counterintuitive but effective form of deliberate rest is to stop working at just the right point. So stopping work on a project when you can see exactly the next point. So a lot of times you're doing something and you know you can you because you know what you're doing. Before you get stuck, you just continue working, continue working, and you usually stop when you get stuck. What this book is recommending is when you know exactly what the next phases are, it's a good time to, to break, pause, and go for a walk or go for a nap. And so when you return to your work, you have the energy to continue pushing through because you know what you need to do. Mm. So, Pete, how many breaks are you taking now throughout your day? <laughs> so the walking, so for me, what I've taken away from this book is certainly, so I tried, I tried napping and I find that you can only really do that effectively um, on the weekends. Um, I've, I think I napped once or twice at work in in, in particular room, but that that's more, that's something that's more, much more challenging. One that certainly does make a difference is walking. That I can recommend to every single person, whether you're working in a city or you're working sort of out in, out in the sticks is um, stopping sort of multiple times during the day and I think and just and just try it try it and you'll see sort of how you're able to collect your thoughts and actually it's, it's a great opportunity to refresh for new ideas because I've actually a lot of times I've actually gone back with the solution to the problem mm. yeah now the walking one is mm. good especially during stressful times sometimes yeah. when you're going through a stressful moment just getting away from your desk getting away from your office walking taking it like taking a deep breath and coming back you'll be surprised how much solutions and the way you're looking at a problem after that particular yeah. time. So uh, guys, great book because it's, it's, it's in the health arena. It's in the health space and why I like it because it has everything in it. So I'll just quickly go over the chapters. So it has the morning routine in the power of walking, why you should nap, um, the concept of stopping, mm. sleeping, the importance of actually allowing your brain cells to repair mm. recovery, exercise, deep play and sabbaticals. So get this book because I don't think many of us, I don't think a lot of us have books on resting and sleep. And I don't, I don't think it's something that we do well enough. So this is really a good book because for me, especially, this is an area that I need to work on resting. So I definitely feel like this is a book that I need to look at because. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and it, the thing is, it will inspire you to take on some of the methods with, without feeling guilty about uh, sleeping during the day or going for a walk when you feel you should be working. Because this is actually something which it shows with those techniques and tools, you can actually be more productive. Exactly. Dope. So, Thank you, man. Really appreciate cool. it. <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, I can, uh, the numbness has gone off from us. So I can do the closing. But thank you very much for listening to um, another episode of Take Flight Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have any comments or feedback for us that we can take, please tag us or comment on the picture at Take Flight Podcast on Instagram 
or email us at takeflightpodcast at gmail.com. See you next week for another episode. Have a blessed weekend. Have a great week ahead. Take off, take off.